0: Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you have an open mind. I am so excited to introduce you all to my guest this week because she has a really inspiring story and I am so glad I got the chance to meet and to talk with her about her experiences. Paxton Smith is the author of the book, A War on My Body, A War on My Rights, and she first made headlines when she took the stage for her valedictorian speech at her high school graduation and chose to speak about the 2021 heartbeat bill passed in Texas. Before we get started with my conversation with Paxton, I wanna play you some of her speech now because it's really powerful and it took a lot of courage and I think it's a great introduction to her work.
1: As we leave high school, we need to make our voices heard. Today, I was going to talk about TV and media and content because it's something that's very important to me. However, However, under light of recent events, it feels wrong to talk about anything but what is currently affecting me and millions of other women in the state. Recently, the heartbeat bill was passed in Texas. Starting in September, there will be a ban on abortions after six weeks of pregnancy, regardless of whether the pregnancy was a result of rape or incest. Six weeks. That's all women get. And so before they realize, most of them don't realize that they're pregnant by six weeks. So before they have a chance to decide if they are emotionally, physically, and financially stable enough to carry out a full-term pregnancy, before they have the chance to decide if they can take on the responsibility of bringing another human being into the world, that decision is made for them by a stranger. A decision that will affect the rest of their lives is made by a stranger. I have dreams and hopes and ambitions every girl graduating today does. And we have spent our entire lives working towards our future. And without our input and without our consent, our control over that future has been stripped away from us. I am terrified that if my contraceptives fail, I am terrified that if I am raped, then my hopes and aspirations and dreams and efforts for my future will no longer matter. I hope that you can feel how gut-wrenching that is. I hope you can feel how dehumanizing it is to have the autonomy over your own body taken away from you. And I'm talking about this today on a day as important as this on a day honoring 12 years of hard academic work, on a day where we are all gathered together, on a day where you are most inclined to listen to a voice like mine, a woman's voice, to tell you that this is a problem and it's a problem that cannot wait. And I cannot give up this platform to promote complacency and peace when there is a war on my body and a war on my rights. A war on the rights of your mothers, a war on the rights of your sisters, a war on the rights of your daughters. We cannot stay silent. Thank you.
0: So with that, I'd like to jump right into this episode featuring author and reproductive rights activist Paxton Smith.
1: My name is Paxton Smith. I'm a reproductive rights activist and musician and a student at the University of Texas at Austin currently. As a reproductive rights activist, I do a lot of work around abortion rights, by traveling around the country and speaking out for it. Right now, I'm currently working on a book called "A My Body that uh, centers many different voices on the issue around abortion. And all of the profits from that will go to the AFIA Center, which addresses racial disparity and access to reproductive health care. In addition to that, I also work on the board of directors at RAP, which is the largest national abortion fund in the States. And then, let's see, as a musician, I'm currently working on a single right now that I'm hoping to drop soon, so that's me.
0: That's so cool and it's a great way to get started with the episode. I am so excited to have you on the show, especially after watching your graduation speech because I was so inspired and honestly just blown away by how much courage it took to give that speech. So knowing that part of your story, I would love to just know a little bit more about the path you took to become a reproductive rights activist Tell me more about your background and the experiences you had that really made you want to get started with this work. Just give me the whole story behind that.
1: Well, my journey into activism, I think, was very unique, personally. I I guess where it all started is when the Texas Heart, the SB8, the Texas Abortion Ban, was passed. For me, when I saw that it was passed, that was a turning point for me in realizing that I needed to speak up about the attack on abortion rights right now. I knew for a long time that there was a lot going on around in in the abortion rights world and that that right genuinely was under threat. And I think it didn't really hit me how real that threat was until the abortion ban was passed. And that was for me, I needed to, to do something about that. I needed to bring attention to that and make other people realize that, yeah, this is happening now. And if we don't do something about it, then that right is just going to be gone for so many of us.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'm sure that so many people also had that experience when the Heartbeat Bill was passed, because I think it, it it just made the issue so real and so threatening for so many people. So I'd love for you to tell me more about this speech in particular. It was so inspiring, as I mentioned before, and I would just love to know more about the emotions and the thoughts that you were feeling in that moment and on that day. Just tell me all about how that day went for you. Just give me the whole story.
1: So what led up to that Obviously, when I saw SB8 had been passed and kind of what I just explained just now of realizing that this is something that I need that can't wait, that has to be addressed right now or it's going to keep getting worse. There was also a lot of feelings that came out during the speech in feeling really dehumanized by the bill and just feeling like destitute that this basic freedom to decide what I do with my body. And subsequently, what I do with my life was no longer mine, but it was the government's. And that was really upsetting. And I wanted to bring attention to that. So when I decided to make the speech, that's what I was thinking. It's really not that riveting of a story. I just thought that it was time for someone to say something about it, and I wanted to reach as many people as possible, and I wanted to reach people who didn't agree with me, or, sim- or just didn't care, who were very neutral about it, because they're the people who need to hear my message, not people who, are, who know what I'm going through.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And that idea of your audience is so important because I'm sure there were so many people in that audience who didn't agree with you and who were upset by what you had to say. And you're completely right that they're the ones that you should be sharing it with. So I think a lot of times reproductive rights and especially abortion rights can be really difficult for people to talk about because there's a lot of stigma around the issue And often I think people aren't educated enough to have real formulated opinions about legislation. So I'd love to know if there are any books or documentaries or podcasts or really anything that you would recommend to people who want to learn more about reproductive rights and abortion rights. Do any materials come to mind?
1: Okay, well, it depends on what side of the issue they want to know. If they really want to know about the history of abortion and reproductive rights, I would recommend Jane Against the World by Karen Blumenthal. Karen Blumenthal. It's a great book. That one's really good. If you're talking about getting like a statistics point of view, like a sociological point of view about how abortion rights affect people, there's going (sighs) to you know what, a lot of times there's not one singular source that's going to sum up a lot of that for you. So that's going to be a lot of individual research. I would recommend avoiding sources that have clear bias. So I would recommend just going to the CDC, the National Library of Medicine, and also keep in mind the date that all of the information was published. Because if it was published in the 1950s, Before abortion was legal, before contraceptives were morally acceptable, there's going to be some bias in that.
0: Okay, so going off of that last question a little bit, I think with the lack of education and the stigma around abortion rights and reproductive rights, it's difficult to even bring up some of these issues, let alone have productive and respectful conversations around them. How do you navigate having these conversations, especially with people who disagree with you? Do you ever find it difficult to talk about these issues with others? And if you do, do you have any tips or tricks about how to have better conversations around these issues? Hmm. Honestly, I would just
1: say you have to have an open mind. Nobody thinks that they're wrong in this issue. Everybody thinks that their opinion... Is the, is the right opinion. They think that their actions and advocacy for whatever side they're doing is they're doing the right thing. That's what they think. So just come into it with an open mind, be patient, listen, hear the other point of view, and hopefully they will do the same
0: thing for you. I love that. And I think it's great advice that can be applied to pretty much any conversation you're in. So thank you for sharing that. I'd also love to know, as a reproductive rights activist, what changes are you advocating for? And what changes are you hoping to see pertaining to reproductive rights and abortion rights? What are you hoping to see in the future for this issue?
1: Right now, I'm hoping that Roe v. Wade gets upheld. At the moment, there's a, a case in the Supreme Court Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, Mississippi essentially passed a 15 week abortion ban and they asked the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. So find out in the spring, I don't have an approximate date, just the spring, whether or not Roe v. Wade will be upheld, whether or not Roe v. Wade will be severely gutted. So a lot of the protections it offered for abortion rights before no longer. Stand or whether Roe v. Wade will be completely overturned. And if it's overturned, abortion is most likely, it's projected to be banned in about half of the states, which is really scary. It's a really scary thought to think about that, you know, half of this country is going to take that right from half of its citizens. So what I'm hoping for is that Roe v. Wade will be upheld. And if it's not upheld, then I would hope that states would individually try to codify abortion rights into their, into their state laws, which basically would mean that abortion would be protected in that state regardless of what happens elsewhere.
0: Okay, so if there was one thing that you wish everyone could know about reproductive rights, abortion rights, about the issues that you're advocating for, what do you wish everyone could understand about those issues? Does anything like that come to mind for you? What I wish
1: everyone would realize is that what what at what point you believe that a fetus or an embryo is a living person, it's highly subjective and it is a matter of personal belief. And if you believe that a fetus is a living person, you are in no way obligated to have an abortion. If you want to have a child, go for it. But at the same time, you can't use your beliefs and expect everyone else to follow them this is America we have a freedom of belief we have a freedom to act in accordance with our own beliefs and no small group of people's personal beliefs should be applied to everybody else's lives especially in such a crucial and personal way
0: okay I think that's all great advice and I'm going to ask you for some more advice with this last question Lots of young people, particularly college students, want to create change, and they want to make a difference in the world, but they may not know how or maybe where to get started. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times we look at activism as this thing that's bigger than ourselves, that it's just this huge title, like it's, you look at it, and it's so intimidating to be like, I'm going to be an activist. It's... It's much simpler than that, honestly. If you want to start and make a difference, you don't have to be this big, kick-ass activist doing all the things. That's not—it's not likely that anybody's going to be doing that unless you're Greta Thunberg. So, just start small. If it's intimidating, start conversations with people, friends, family. Post some things online, resources that you think would be useful for people to know. Vote. That's an easy one. Go out and go to a protest. Help organize a protest. You don't have to do everything.
0: I was so inspired after that conversation with Paxton because I think she has so much courage and passion for the work she's doing. And I really appreciate that. I want to highlight Paxton's advice for having conversations about reproductive rights and abortion rights and other issues, and focus on when she said to have an open mind. That is such a simple piece of advice, but I think it's something that I forget far too often. We can get set in our ways and we can get so committed to what we think is right, and often we completely discount or refuse to even consider other people's ways. Especially with issues that are controversial, like abortion rights in the U.S., it's so important to consider that your way of thinking may not be everyone else's, and the best way to learn and the best way to grow is to listen and respect the opinions of others, because change comes when you have an open mind. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can connect with Paxton on Instagram at Paxton A. Smith. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.